Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the Thursday, December 7th podcast. We got the whole band back together early this morning, I will say. It's Tom, Greg, and Derek. And guys, we were on last night, Sirius XM. We were kicking off the 2018 football season. That's right. We had a mock draft of the first round. And you know what was funny? I, I kind of tweeted this out that we were going to do it. I had more interest in what we were going to do then than we were anything else we've done during this football season. So people are excited to draft. We know that always. And we kicked it off last night. So, Tom, let's talk a little bit about this. We let off last night, and I did that count. We had like nine running backs in the first round. Do you think that's going to hold up for next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely in the last this year and last season. We've seen the resurgence of the running back position. There's a lot of guys out there that are putting up big numbers. And depending on what happens with the draft, maybe more are going to enter. We've seen rookie running backs this year really perform well so yeah i think we're going to see a lot of running backs in the first round a handful uh, a few elite wide receivers but there's going to be a lot of really good wide receivers in round number two that's going to be a great spot to get some good wide receivers i think next week on the show we do round two as well we tell everybody what we did in round one derek you said it's just loaded not only through the second round but early in the third round right so for third round reversal that's going to be fun. So I say we do it again. Let's mock draft next week on the show and do the second round. What do you think? For sure, we'll uh, go in reverse order and match our, uh, you know, our second round with our first round picks and give a little description why we would do it. But uh, I looked real briefly and I got down to about thirty, somewhere between thirty and thirty-two guys that felt like they could very feel like second rounders in my book. So yeah. I feel like it, it is deeper than we've seen in years past. Now again, a lot of stuff can change between now and now and next drafting season between injuries, you know, team moving teams and what not but uh, yeah let's definitely do that next week well like you said the first rounders who dropped in the second round i mean we're looking at julio jones we're looking at aj green LaShawn mccoy melvin gordon i mean those guys are solid but wide receivers if nine running backs are going in the first round you know that wide receivers are going to second round right so Derek, second round let's talk about it i want to do it We'll do it. We got it. We can't, we can't do it on the podcast. We got we to gotta break it out on your show first. Get, get those ratings even higher. <laughs> All right. Let's get the first round going. We each took a person and we explained it. I took the first pick because I never get the first pick. So as the host, I gave myself the first pick. Lev Bell, definitely going to be the number one pick, I think. Uh, I mean, the guy's just a stud. So Lev Bell, we lead off. Tom, you had the second pick. Yeah, I took Todd Gurley. I think he is, uh, right now, he's the number one running back in PPR, but I would take Bell number one. But uh, to me, Gurley is number two, even ahead of David Johnson. There's there's no threat of injury with Gurley. He's durable. They're using him the right way. He's a stud talent on a, on a terrific young offense. So, yeah, it was Gurley. 
All right, Derek, we gave you the next two picks. You kept it going with two more running backs. That gave us four running backs to start the draft. Yeah, I went David Johnson three and, and Ezekiel Elliott four. I mean, literally, you can flip a coin there if you don't like that order and, and you know, personal preference. Maybe you like Zeke a bit more. To me, I took David Johnson there just because I don't, see next year changing anything as why we drafted him this year right we were, he was almost the consensus number one pick in most of our drafts and I, I just feel like his situation is going to be basically the same maybe Carson Palmer's not there but they'll address that so uh you know I feel like David John and, and the the key there I think it wasn't a leg injury it was a wrist injury um yep. so that you know that he's not going to lose speed or anything like cutting ability he's not going to lose his dyne being his dynamic playmaking ability so I took him three Zeke four not don't need to say a lot about Zeke either like I said last night, it's to me. To me, I just I and Tom's gonna rip on me for this. I just can't uh, push a wide receiver up in front of those top four because I think I think this the, there's a little bit of fall off after those top four. Now there's definitely fall off from the top two wide receivers. I think as well, maybe top three. But I feel like there's just gonna be so many more. Uh, back-end wide receivers that can help you close the gap on if you don't get one of those top three. And I don't know that necessarily the running backs spectrum uh, is the same spread. So for me, it's the top four wide receivers, and then you can go in a bunch of different directions. Yeah, no, I'm with you as well. I think the running backs are just solid, solid, solid. I mean, I'd love to get David Johnson third or fourth. And Zeke, I mean, come on. He's going to be good next year. I'd take him three or four as well. I'm going to love him. But uh, then, Tom, we went wide receivers, didn't we? A couple in a row. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with those four guys. There's certainly nothing wrong with Elliott. It's just he's that's not the right pick. So Antonio Brown was the right pick. So if you let him fall to five, he just gifted five, possibly the championship, because he is the number one scoring player in fantasy football right now among, court, uh, among running backs and wide receivers. And this isn't a new phenomenon. He does it every single year. This game is about points. It's not about value-based drafting. It's about getting the guys who are going to score the most points. Antonio Brown at five is a great pick. At six, Derek, you can take uh, your guy there because that was another great pick as well. That was uh, yeah, Greg's I, guy, actually. but Yeah, I took DeAndre Hopkins there. Well, so I was Greg Brown and Hopkins, yeah, definitely. And I had to leave Derek his favorite player. But, no, I'm uh, with you. You know, this year the, the number's one spot for league uh, players in the championship round is number three, and it's because they either got Antonio Brown or they got Lev Bell there. So three has been a fantastic spot this year. We'll see next year, but you're right, Tom. If Antonio Brown falls to five, and he possibly will in a lot of drafts, that's a steal. I mean, that yep. guy is just automatic for 20-plus points a game, but I'm with Derek. I think those running backs are going to go ahead of him next year, but, man, Brown at five. We saw it in the Platinum. Brown went sixth in the Platinum. One owner took Evans ahead of him. Well, that owner is in the championship round who has Antonio Brown. So is the guy who took Evans. So you never know what's going to happen. But, uh, boy, getting Brown sixth this year was a dream. Getting him fifth next year is even more. And I took Hopkins after him because Watson's going to be the starting quarterback. When those two are together, they were putting up 25 points a game for Hopkins. So I like him at six. Leaving Derek with the seventh pick. And real quick before I talk about my seventh pick, uh, you know, the Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I mean, it's December 7th right now. Again, we're going to know a lot more next year. But what if Ben Roethlisberger is not there? What if he, what if the Steelers win the yeah. Super Bowl or something, or he just he just decides that's it? He's done. He retires. 
Uh, I don't feel Antonio Brown is the same. He's not the same wide receiver. Uh, we saw a couple games with Michael Vick. We saw a couple games with Landry Jones. He had one solid game with Landry Jones, but he certainly was not the same receiver without Ben Roethlisberger there. So, uh, to me, with Deshaun Watson back, I have Hopkins as my number one receiver, even if Big Ben is there next year. I just want a piece of that DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Deshaun Watson. So, again, I'll leave you guys to those. But So, at seven, that left me with Delvin Cook. And I, uh, I'm not going to go over the numbers uh, if, if you want to hear some nerddom that I talked about last night. Check out these guys' uh, on-demand uh, podcast for SiriusXM. I just broke down some numbers, but uh, the way Dalvin Cook looked prior to the injury, and from what I've seen between McKinnon and Latavius Murray since that injury and the improvement of the Vikings' offensive line, all of them project to be there next year. Um, again, we don't know what's going on with the quarterbacks next year and whatnot, but just at that point, I, I feel like Dalvin Cook is... Right, up, I mean, his numbers has him right up with there with the other four on a per game basis at this point. So to me, maybe it's a maybe it's a bit of a homework pick, but uh, I feel you can't go wrong with Delvin Cook at seven. Yeah, we had a couple of people tweeting out last night that they had Alvin Kamara in the first five picks, and obviously with what he's doing this year, you can make a case for that. But Tom, you took Kamara next. Would you take Kamara or Cook next year in the first round? Ah, uh, boy, that's a good Yeah, question. I know. I mean, I, I love both these guys. I, I love Cook a lot. If Cook's 100%, he's 100%, no worries about the injury, i probably give the edge to Cook. Cook was really dynamic. Yep. I agree with uh, Derek that if he had stayed healthy, he could very well have been a top three running back in fantasy this year. He was putting up monster numbers, three down back, goal line guy. He's out there. He's the clear guy. So... Yeah, it's close, though. I mean, Kamara is, yep. is a special, special player. So uh, I took him after Cook, so I'd be very happy with that. I could certainly see Kamara going higher, especially if he finishes with a flurry. I mean, if, if, if Mark Ingram is limited tonight, for example, with the toe injury, he's expected to play. But let's say they back off a little bit, and Kamara gets like 20 touches and goes bonkers. Everybody's going to be gonzo about this guy in a full-time <laughs> role. Yeah, no doubt about that. I love him a lot. Let's see him tonight, see what he does for sure. All right, so we had uh, Bell, Gurley, Johnson, Elliott, Brown, Hopkins, Cook, Kamara. Then I took Odell Beckham Jr. Again, we don't know what's going to happen in New York. We don't know what the quarterback's going to be like. We don't know what the head coach is going to be like. We don't know what the GM is going to be at that point. But we know that OBJ has just got a great talent, and I'm going with him there. We then went with Leonard Fournette. And then Mark Ingram rounding out our top 11. And then, Derek, you capped it off with your 12th pick. I didn't think anybody would guess this one, but uh, you have good reasoning for it. I was having some fun with it, too. Again, when you're picking 12th, you're also picking 13th. You have two picks there, right? So, I mean, whatever order you pick them in. Uh, I, I went with Saquon Barkley because I honestly feel that uh, this guy's uh, this is a stud. I don't watch. I'm not, a, I'm not the hugest college football fan, but I pay enough attention to know when there's a superstar down there and he's going to be coming into my love of NFL fantasy football next year. So th this guy has been just dynamic for three years. Defensive, All the defenses have been designed to do nothing but stop him every time Penn State plays, right? And he's still racked up numbers very comparable to Ezekiel Elliott, um, Delvin Cook, Leonard Fournette over these last three years. And he catches the ball as well as any of them. Um, so to me, it's... I, I don't. To me, it doesn't matter where he ends up because we've seen that two great running backs like an Ingram Kamara can coexist if the, if the system is right. So to me, if he ends up someplace like the New York Giants or or something like that, where he where he basically has the whole backfield, maybe Cleveland. I don't know. I just feel that the guy's talent is so sensational that he. We've seen the impact rookies made this year. Now it. 
here's the thing. If you're drafting at 12, he, that's maybe probably his ceiling where he's going to go. But if you're drafting at 12 and, and 13, he's not going to last to 25, I don't believe. So if you want him, no. you got to grab him there. And if I and if you're picking at 12, like I said, you got 13. And then I grab my my other guy, which I'll probably I'll save because we'll do it live. But uh, I have another guy in that uh, I could you know I could easily argue 12, 13. You flip flop him, big deal because uh, you get them both. So yeah. Yeah, I like Barkley and Jones. I like Jones and Green. I mean, there's all kinds of choices there, but this Barkley is unbelievable. I've watched a lot of college football. They have him return kickoffs, yep. and he's taken a couple of kickoffs back to the house. So he's really good as a receiver. He makes jukes out of the backfield. He is really dynamic. 90, 95 catches the last three years. That's 20 more than yeah. Dalvin Cook had You know, three years as a yeah. feature back at Florida State. So no question about him being able to catch the ball. Yeah. All right, a lot of fun doing the first round. Like I say, we'll do the second round next week, and we'll talk about that on the podcast as well. Tom, let's talk about the game tonight. Uh, we had two great guests on the show last night. We had D. Orlando Ledbetter was great. He picked the Falcons like 27-21. We had Mike Triplett from New Orleans. He picked the Falcons as well. I think it was like 24-21 or something like that. It was a field goal. Both a little bit under. The over-under is 52 tonight. Uh what do you think? I think Dee made a good point that this could be a running game. The clock's going to be moving. You know, it's going to be a good game, but it might not be as high scoring as a lot of people think. What do you think? Well, I could see 27-24. I mean, that, yep. doesn't, that doesn't seem outrageous, and that's 51 if my math is correct. So I yep. think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. Uh, I do think both teams want to run the foot. We know the Saints do. That's their identity right now with Ingram and Kamara. But I think the Falcons want to run it too, get Freeman going again. Uh, but they've got to get more in the passing game. They just didn't get it done at all last week against Minnesota. They failed badly in the passing game. They've got to get Julio involved. So I would expect them to come out and make a concerted effort to get Julio Jones the football early in the game, even against Latimer. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of Latimer, Derek, it looks like he's going to play. It does look like Ingram's going to play with the toe injury as well, right? It does. Sounds like both are going to play like you just mentioned. This is a weird game. This opened as a 55 point sp- or fifty-five over under, and New Orleans opened as a four-point favorite. It's now uh, on the Atlanta side at two-and-a-half point favorites. This has moved almost a touchdown in a couple days here. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what that has to do with maybe it's the injury news that sparked up with Ingram, and I, I don't know how a running back injury should should move a line that much, especially when you have another one like Kamara there. So to me, I, I, this something's something's amiss here, and, it, and it's not the betting patterns because the money is almost evenly spread as it is right now. So something's weird in this line. To me, I my prediction, I think New Orleans wins this game uh Quite easily, actually. I know the two guys last night both predicted the Falcons. Something watching yeah. the Falcons. I watched that. You know, of course, I watched the whole Falcons Vikings game uh, on Sunday, and it's, it looked prior to that like the Falcons had their juju back, but the Vikings did something, shut them down. And I just don't think they're the same. They're not the same team as last year. And in New yeah. Orleans, New Orleans, you know, it got you know got knocked off by the Rams, but then came back, won another game. So to me, I feel like this is this, New Orleans can put a dagger in the Falcons tonight. Um, you know, for the division. Yeah. So I got a feeling. That I, I have a feeling this is a almost like a twenty-seven seventeen New Orleans game. I think it's going to go go under the the fifty-one and a half. It's actually at. I just got, I feel like Atlanta is there's something off, and I, I think the Saints put a put a put a nail in them tonight. Well, I do agree. Atlanta's not the same team, and I think it's got more to do with the offensive coordinator. I think they do miss Shanahan a lot more than a lot of people think, and uh, they're just not. Like D said last night, they're just not getting those swing passes to go deep. They're not getting uh, enough guys in the offense on the passing game. It's just not right, but we'll see if they can figure it out tonight. All right, Tom, last night we said on the show that 
If the Packers lose to Cleveland, God forbid for us Packer fans that we would lose to Cleveland, but it's possible with Hundley at quarterback. If that would happen, Adam Schefter says that Rodgers would not play next week against Carolina. We, we said that last night, right? Yeah, we broke that story, and Schefter's yeah. not crediting us at all. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think it's obvious. I, I mean, if they lose, this is a, this is it. This is the season this week. If they're going to make the playoffs at all or have any chance, they, they can't afford to lose this game. So if they do lose it, and I think it's possible they could, but if they do, there's really no reason to play Aaron Rodgers. Just call it a season, move on, let Hunley start the rest of the way, and get Rodgers ready for next season. So Schefter right. says if they lose, that he won't play Week 15 against Carolina. Does that? Do you guys think that also means he doesn't play Week 16 yeah, against the Vikings? He's done. He's done. Okay, so he's they out. just they bench yeah. him the rest of the year then. They're not going to risk him to try and get. Uh, they don't. They don't want. The point? They don't want Barr on him again. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, there's no point to it. You gain nothing by beating the Vikings Cheap shot. and the Lions the last two games if you're, you're out of the playoffs. So just move on. You're Besides, done. if we're out of the playoffs, Teddy wants a better draft spot. That's what Teddy oh, does for. If he can get a higher pick in the seventh round, baby, that's what makes that championship team hum and sing. Those seventh round picks. Hey, trust me, if the Packers win next week, and they would win against Carolina, you know that Rodgers is going to be juiced to oh, get yeah, it to the he'll, Vikings. He'll be out there I then, mean, for sure. Yeah, he's not getting the bar thing. Folks, can, I want to... I want to... The Panthers are not pushovers at home. No, I know that. I know. Deep, everybody just expects the Vikings to go in there this week and steamroll them. No, I don't, th- I don't, no, I don't think we're thinking that. We're hoping for the same I'm type seeing, of game. I'm seeing every... every I'm, I'm looking at all these picks... From everybody, not, I mean, you know, media people and so forth and all this, everybody's just convinced the Vikings going to win this game. And I'm like, this is a defense that has held people under 10 points per game this season. Now, they've struggled to score 10 points. Their offense isn't very good. But this defense at home is legit. I think the Vikings are in for a world of trouble. I think the Packers will have trouble, even with Rodgers, if he plays next week. This is, this is a good defense. I agree, but it's so is Minnesota's defense, and this, isn't the, this isn't the type of defense that Cam does well against. So. No, I, I think uh, it could be like a 9-6 to six game, absolutely. And that's my point. It could be one of those crazy, low-scoring games. Yeah. No, should be a good game. We'll talk more about the Sunday games tomorrow on our podcast. Just want to let everybody know I'm loaded in the Arizona Fall League results right now. It's kind of cool. We're, we had two drafts out there, and I'm doing that on the new software that we have. And trust me, this is so easy to enter picks that you're going to see a change even at the live drafts. I'm telling you right now, this has been uh, a real improvement for us. So get ready for that. And speaking of live drafts, I'm still talking to hotels out in Vegas. We may have some good news coming pretty soon, but uh, just hang tight. There's someone with a big mouth saying that we're at a certain hotel and just be ready. We've, we're working on good hotels here, so we're going to have a great live event in Las Vegas. Don't believe everything you hear or read. Uh, we're working hard over here. So, All right, guys, good stuff. We'll talk again tomorrow. Should be a good game tonight. Good luck to everybody as we start Week 14 Championship Round. Money, money, money round in the NFFC. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>